We're going to talk about following Jesus and what it means to be a disciple. What is a true disciple of Jesus? This is going to be a short series that we're, we're going to do over the next few weeks. Uh, here at City Church, we value radical discipleship, following Jesus. If somebody were to ask you on the street or a friend at work or classmate were to ask you, what is a disciple and how can I be one, a disciple of Jesus? What would you say? How would you answer that question? Somebody says, what is a disciple? How can I be one? You see, in, in our day, we have many people who are fans of Jesus. And they'll show up for an event. But we have fewer followers. Lots of fans, but few followers, right? we got a lot of people who would say, Jesus is a good person. He's a good teacher. He taught good things. He taught people to love. But they would deny other claims of Jesus regarding His identity as the Son of God or God, being one with God, the Father. Um, we got many people who are, we even go to church regularly and do religious things and practice religious disciplines but yet don't know Jesus and don't truly follow Jesus. And so today I want to look at marks of a true disciple from Jesus' own words. What does it look like to truly be His disciple? Uh, first of all, I would just point out that a disciple is, is, a, is a learner, a student, somebody who follows, a, 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 he's a pupil or she is a pupil, a follower, a, a student And for us as Christians, that isn't just the one-time class that we take in our lives and we like, well, I took that class back in the day and now I'm doing other things. Following Jesus as His disciple is a lifelong endeavor. It's not something we grow out of. It's something that we continue in. And so let's look at John chapter 8 and we're going to see what Jesus says about being a true disciple. Father, as we open up Your Word... Would you speak to us? Would you affirm those who are truly yours and who are truly following you and strengthen your people to persevere, to be faithful, to be fruitful and effective in in serving you and following you? And I pray for anybody here in this place who might be under deception that they are a disciple but aren't. And I pray that you would shake them out of that, wake them up, and speak words of truth tenderly and graciously. And may there be a response to follow you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So John chapter 8, verse 31. By the way, we are going through the book of John on Wednesday nights. If you want to come and dig deeper in the gospel of John, come join us on Wednesday night. We're actually in John chapter 8. And this week, Kevin is going to be teaching on the rest of this. I, I reached out to him this week and said, Hey man, would you be okay if I preached on John eight thirty-one through 36 since you're teaching it on Bible study on Wednesday night? He's like, yeah, 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 you know, I'm, there's so, there's like 59 verses in the chapter, right? <laughs> so for sure, for sure, I'm not, we're not gonna exhaust it in that hour that we have of Bible study. As I was kind of praying about direction and where we should go in this next series, I really felt like the Lord wanted us to focus on specifically being people of His Word. 
and, and, and being people who are, have biblical integrity and have a commitment and devotion to the Word of God. And as I started to kind of wrestle with that and try to think through what, what, where we want to go next as a church, uh, this specific thing of being a disciple came up in, in this specific text. And I feel like this is where the Lord wants us to go this morning. So John 8, 31 through 36. If you have it, say amen. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son remains forever. For if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen? Here's the big idea of where we're going this morning, and that's that specifically that true disciples of Jesus are dedicated to Jesus and his word. True disciples of Jesus are dedicated to Jesus and His words. Very simple. It's very simple, very basic to following Jesus. Verse 31, Jesus said, To those Jews who had believed in Him, if you abide in My word, you are truly My disciples. Why does He need to say, you're truly My disciples? To these Jews who had, quote, believed in Him. Why does He need to say that? Because true disciples stay in his word. That's the first mark of a true disciple. They're committed. They're devoted. The word abide simply means to remain, to stay in, to continue in, to persevere. That's what true disciples do. They stay in his word. Jesus in John chapter 6 had many disciples starting to accumulate and follow him. Crowds were getting very excited because he was doing miracles. Hey, if you got a back problem, come on, man, he'll come heal you. If you got a disease, come on, he'll come heal you. Let's go check this out. It was exciting. And there's free lunch, free food. In John chapter 6, Jesus feeds 5,000 people. He takes a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fish. And he's, and he's like, hey guys, uh, let's, 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 let's feed them. Tell them to sit down. We're going we're gonna to do something here. We're going to feed these guys. And his disciples, are. I can could, I could understand how they might have felt. Like, come on, Jesus, just tell them to go home, right? Let's, 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 let's take care of us and go get our food. Uh, that's a lot of people to try to feed right now, and that's not in the budget, right? And so Jesus feeds these guys. And, and then, you know, he's doing miracles. He's feeding, feeding him. And the f- folks start following Jesus, like the video we just saw. His Twitter followers went up. Everybody's like, oh, man, this is cool. Miracles, free food. Let's go follow this dude, right? Let's hear what he has to say. And then Jesus began to say difficult things. He began to preach hard things in John chapter 6. He, sa- he said things that, that were really misunderstood by, by, by the crowd. He said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Now, just on the surface, if some, somebody told you that, you would probably think, man, that dude's crazy, right? It sounds like cannibalism, right? So they misunderstood Jesus. They misunderstood what he was, was talking about there. Uh, he said, it's, it's my word. It's the spirit that gives life, that gives life. 
And my words, they're, they're spirit and they're life. And Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger. He who believes in me will never thirst. And Jesus is pointing people to himself saying, you have to come to me. I'm your source of life. All right, he wasn't talking about cannibalism there. Nevertheless, people stopped following Jesus. They stopped continuing in his word, they stop. Let's go ahead and turn there because I'm, I'm I'm talking through this this uh, little little section here. John chapter six, and when Jesus feeds the the, the five thousand, and he by a miracle shows the crowds that he is the bread of life, and turning some multiplying bread for five thousand people isn't too much for him. He can do that, and so people were coming. There were crowds. He was popular at this time. By the way, true disciples of Jesus don't just follow Him when He's popular. They don't just follow Jesus when He's cool. And when when circumstances are favorable and acceptable, they follow Jesus even through the difficult times. So John chapter 6, starting in verse 60, uh, when many disciples heard this, the sayings that that He just gave about uh, eating His flesh and drinking His blood and so on, and, and, and pointing to himself as the true source of life, when many disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? And Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples, his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you take offense of this? And then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life, and the flesh has is no help at all. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, and, th- and he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. John 6, 66 says, after this, many disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, do you want to go away as well? And Simon answered, Lord, To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. And so we have this narrative here where Jesus says hard sayings and he thins out the crowds. Jesus was okay with people going away because of hard things that he said. Like he didn't go running after them. He, he wanted, he wanted genuine faith and he wanted genuine discipleship. He didn't want lip service and he didn't want mere fans. He wanted true followers, true disciples. And I think we have plenty of them here, by the way. Plenty of people here who are committed to Jesus, committed to his word and are following him. And you've gone through some hard times. You've experienced some difficulty as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, and you have stuck with it. I think it's interesting here in, in John 8.31 that he says, he says to those Jews who had believed, if you abide in my words, you are truly my disciples. Let me, let me read to you some commentary on that from a guy named uh, D.A. Carson. John had already introduced the same theme of flickle faith in John 2.23. The many people who had believed in, the, in his name when, he, when they saw the miraculous signs Jesus was doing, turned out to be, have untrustworthy faith. John 2, 24 and 25. Some believe in Jesus 
Whether or not their faith is genuine cannot be determined by the linguistic expressions selected by the evangelist. But Jesus now lays down exactly what separates the spurious faith of from true faith. Flickle disciples from genuine disciples. He said, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. A genuine believer remains in Jesus' word. His teaching. And such a person obeys it, seeks to understand it better, finds it more precious and more controlling precisely than other forces uh, that flatly oppose it. And so there's a category in the Bible for those who say they believe, but their lives don't match up with that faith. Okay, James talks about it. He says, even demons believe in God and tremble, right? First uh, John talks about, uh, uses this language, those who profess to know God or abide in Him to follow Him, but don't have a life that bears witness to that faith itself. A genuine believer is those who abide in Jesus. This implies that we who are truly His disciples prioritize His Word. The words of Jesus are precious to us. When he said, I am the bread of life, that's precious to us. When he said, I am the light of the world, that's precious to us. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, that's precious to us. When he said, I am the good shepherd, That's precious to us, that truth about Him. When Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, that's precious to us and we prioritize that. We believe that. When He said, take up your cross and follow me. When He said hard things as well. Those words are precious to us because Jesus is precious to us and we continue in that and that's what He calls all of His followers to do, to continue in, to stay with, to not give up. That's what true disciples do. They persevere. Theologians call this the the perseverance of the saints. They persevere through the difficult times. The next thing is that true disciples of Jesus know the truth. He said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You see, this devotion to Jesus and this devotion to His Word leads to an understanding of what's true and what's right. In John chapter 7, Jesus said these words, verse 17, If anyone wills to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. He also says in John fourteen twenty one, He says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, It is he who loves me. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will manifest myself to him. And so this this devotion and commitment to Jesus leads to this knowing of truth, biblical truth. And I don't think Jesus merely wants us to have accurate accurate doctrine. There are plenty of people who have accurate doctrine who don't know Jesus. And we'll spend eternity in hell if they were to die. And so knowing the truth isn't just knowing just a, a, a doctrine. I think it's more than that. It's knowing Jesus himself who is the way, the truth, 
in the life. It's not enough to know about Him. It's not enough to have good, tight, squeaky, clean, orthodox orthodox theology. We need to know Him and know His truth. True disciples of Jesus continue in the truth. They abide in His truth. They're devoted to it. And then they know the truth. They, they have understanding of what Jesus says. And then lastly, as true disciples of Jesus have been set free from the control of sin. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And this is so basic. Uh, many of you are probably thinking, yes, I already know this already. But we don't grow out of the need for Jesus' words. We don't grow out of our need for the gospel. We continue to grow in our, to, until the day we die or to be disciples of Jesus. Being a, a true disciple of Jesus is a lifelong endeavor. Okay? And it implies, too, that we're, we're continuing to remain teachable. If you're a student, then you have to be able to learn from the teacher, right? And so it's a lifelong journey. And he says, you, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, the Jewish people did not like these words when Jesus said this. It probably offended them. They answered him and they said, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say to, how is it you say you will become free? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains in the house forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So again, true disciples are set free from the control of sin. It doesn't mean they've obtained perfection, sinless perfection, and they're never going to sin in their life, but they're not dominated by the bondage of sin anymore. They've been set free by the gospel of Christ. That's what Jesus does. When you become a follower of Jesus, He sets you free from your addictions. He sets you free from your old habits. He sets you free from bitterness and envy and unforgiveness. He sets you free from deceit. He sets you free from drug addiction. He makes you a new creation and you're free indeed. Now I must say also this is a process. Well, when, when we become a Christian, we are set free. And that, that statement is true. We're free indeed. Yet I've, I've walked with many brothers and sisters who have had ongoing struggles as Christians. Of course I have as well. But who've had ongoing struggles as Christians with their addiction or with specific sins, specific habits. But this is a rock solid truth that you can stand on that Jesus sets you free from that. You can declare that. You can believe that. Romans chapter 6 says we're to consider that to be so. That we died to sin and that we have this new life in Christ and we're to live like we belong to Him. Jesus sets us free from the power of sin controlling our lives because His words shape our thinking and it shapes our living. That's what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus. His, the influence of His words brings knowledge of truth and the tr knowledge, knowing the truth sets you free from the dominion of sin and slavery to sin. Okay, so in 1 John chapter 3, the Apostle John, same writer of this of the gospel here, 
he writes about this distinguishment between a child of God and those who are not born of God. And he says this in John 3, 6. He says, No one who abides in Him keeps on sinning. For no one who keeps on sinning has either seen Him or known Him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever makes practice of righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. And whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. The devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Verse 9, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So in this dialogue Jesus is having with the Jews, Jesus says, you know, the son can set you free. Set you free from your sin and, and sin uh, having dominion over you. And, and this offended them. They're like, we've never been slaves to anyone, right? And even at that time, it's a ridiculous statement because even at that time, they were under the oppression of the Romans, right? And they had been under the oppression of Egypt, the Egyptians, right? And the Assyrians. And so they had they had experienced plenty of slavery. Of course, Jesus was talking about spiritual slavery to sin here. And these guys didn't think that they were slaves to sin. And they appealed to their, their ethnic heritage as, we're okay. We're born in the right family. We're, we're of Abraham, of Abraham's offspring. Okay, It's not enough that your mom or dad is a Christian. It's not enough, and the kids, since we got the kids in here today, it's not enough to have your, mama's, your mom and dad be a Christian, and then for you to grow up and do your own thing and not follow Jesus. Okay, at some point, you're going to have to make a decision, young people, that you're going to follow Him. And that it's not going to be your mom and dad's faith, but it's going to become your own faith, where you trust in Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, and you commit your life to Him to be a follower of Him. And know that that path won't be easy. Jesus said the way that leads to life is narrow and difficult. Following Jesus isn't easy. It's difficult. But I'll tell you what, it's not joyless either. There is joy in following Him. And He gives strength and He gives power to obey Him and to do those hard things that He calls us to do. Okay. Now, if you try to do it in your own strength, if you try to follow Jesus in your own strength, you might do what Peter did. Peter's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll die for you, Jesus. Right. And Jesus says, you're going to deny me three times. And he did. He clicked unfollow Jesus there for a short period of time. Right. But Jesus restored him. He was a true follower and he persevered. He got back up. He fell. But he got back up. And that's what true disciples of Jesus do. They persevere through the hard times. God's grace sustains them. This First John 3 says, No one who's been born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed remains in him. If you're a child of God, you have the DNA of an overcomer. You have the DNA to live in a victorious Christian life. Because 
Jesus Christ, His Spirit lives inside of you, enables you to live a holy life and practice what's righteous and what's good. So here, here's the, to sum it up here. A true disciple of Jesus prioritizes Christ in His Word. A true disciple of Jesus perseveres in His Word. A true disciple of Jesus perceives the truth. They know the truth. And a true disciple of Jesus progresses in freedom. And again, freedom is a process. It's an ongoing process. I'm sure there are those here today who have some struggles that they need freedom from. You need Jesus to bring freedom from specific sin struggles and habits. And Jesus says He will. He will do that. You can overcome them. Don't settle for sin dominating your life. And don't settle for a Christianity that doesn't have power to to live differently. And lastly there, and this is the message for next week, a true disciple produces good fruit. In John 15, 8, Jesus expounds on this idea of abiding in Him and what it means to be a true follower in Him and have this, this real, genuine connection with Him. And in John 15, Jesus says, when you have this connection with Him, you're abiding in Him, you're connected to Him, you're continuing with Him. He says, you are going to bear much fruit. John 15, 8. But he says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So disciples of Jesus produce fruit. They progress in freedom, ongoing progression of being walking in freedom uh, overcoming sin and sinful practices they perceive the truth they persevere in his word they prioritize the word so here in application i want to encourage you to examine your own connection with jesus and your commitment to him i in no way want to cast doubt on anybody who's genuine a, a born again child of God, follower of Jesus, you know Jesus. I don't, I don't want you to have to struggle with doubting your own salvation. I want to actually encourage and, and help bring assurance through the scripture. But also, if there's someone in here who doesn't know Jesus, who isn't genuinely following Jesus, I don't want you to feel like you're okay when you're in danger and you need to turn. You need to turn from your sins and trust in Him. Examine your connection and your commitment to Jesus. This week, I want to challenge everybody to read 1 John. And in 1 John, he gives some very black and white descriptions of what it means to be a true follower of Jesus, a true Christian. Uh, parents, there's a great resource on Right, right Now Media called um, What is a Christian by Phil Vischer. Uh, and it's a study on 1 John. Wonderful resource to take your kids through to help explain to them what is a true Christian. And in it, he explains that true Christians have true living, true teaching, true living, and true loving. Ah, there, they have listened to it. True teaching, true living, and true loving. That's what a, that's what a true Christian looks like. There's fruit. That's, that comes through the life. Jesus said you would, a good tree bears good fruit, a bad tree bears bad fruit. You'll recognize each tree by its fruits. And again, there's many fans, but there's fewer followers. Stay under the influence of the words of Christ daily by reading, studying, and reflecting on Scripture. 
Let Jesus' word shape your thinking, shape your life. Build your life upon the truth of his word because the rock solid, the rock solid. Jesus describes the, the one who hears his words and they obey his words. He described them as a man who's building a house and, and he's building his house on the rock. There's two kinds of people. There's a foolish guy who builds. He builds his house on the sand. The guy who builds his house on the sand, he hears the words of Jesus. And what does he not do? So the, the, the wise person hears the words of Jesus. They obey. They follow him. They build their house on the rock. The foolish person or the false disciple, if you will, the false Christian, they hear the words of Jesus. They may go to church. They may say, yeah, I like that. I'll follow him on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm good with, I'll like a few of his posts here, a few of those sayings. Uh, I'll like these, these, these sayings that, that are, you know, positive and uplifting, but those, those harder ones, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna give a thumbs up for that, right? Are you one that embraces all of Jesus' teaching? Do you love him? Do you see his words as beautiful? Or do you see his words as boring? Ah, not so much. Tell me something. Tell me something new. Tell me something that's going to make me feel a little bit better. Give me something exciting, right? See, the, the true believer, the true disciple, the true follower of Jesus, they see Jesus as precious, as beautiful, not boring. They see Jesus as the only source of life. So like Peter and the rest of the disciples, when, when everybody else was leaving, he says, where else can we go? Who else? You alone have the words of eternal life. And that's the kind of resolve that we need as Christians. We need to be resolved to embrace and obey and to saturate ourselves in in His words because there are all kinds of other voices coming through media, coming through entertainment, coming through our friends. There are all, even our own selves, our own hearts. There's all kinds of other voices that can influence and shape us into believing things that are not true. And Jesus says, if you're his disciple, you're going to know the truth. You're going to, you're going to, and the truth will set you free. You'll continue in it. You'll abide in it. You'll know it. And the truth will bring freedom to you. And lastly, don't settle for a life of bondage to sin, but progress in living a life marked by freedom. There are some who have a struggle with sin in their lives who just have lost hope. And perhaps that's you this morning. You've lost hope about a particular issue of sin, of habit that you know God doesn't want you to live in. He know God doesn't want you to do. And you've just kind of put your hands up and you've just, just accepted it that that's just how I am. It's going to always be like that. And it doesn't have to be like that. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Let those words sink in. Because if you hear that and you say, yeah, I believe that, but that's not my experience right now. I I think I'm a real Christian. I'm a real follower, but I am not free right now. I'm captive to fear of people. I'm captive to pride or lust and anger. And I'm just not free right now. Jesus says there's freedom for you. There's freedom for you if you'll come to Him, if you'll trust in Him, if you'll fall upon Him. Quit trying to fight the sin in your own strength. 
leaning on your own understanding, thinking that you can do it apart from the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need Jesus to be your bondage breaker. You need Jesus to be your liberator. You need Him to break those chains in your heart and your mind and give you life and freedom by the power of His Holy Spirit. So don't settle for a life of bondage to sin. Continue progressing in freedom and, and, and taking steps forward. And as you do that, you will bear fruit. You will bear fruit and that will affirm the, the authenticity of your discipleship of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so let's pray. Lord, this morning, as we have looked at these very simple words, I pray that they would sink in to our hearts and our lives. And that today we would resolve to prioritize your word. To persevere in your word. To continue in it. To embrace it. To find delight in it. Like Jeremiah said, your words were found by me and I ate them. And they became the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. May we be those who delight in your word and meditate on it day and night. May we be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that that bears fruit in season whose leaf doesn't wither. May we be grounded on the truth of your words. And I pray for freedom for any brother or sister here struggling with a sinful habit. just want to create some space for prayer Um, If you're here today and you want prayer because you're not walking in freedom, you want Jesus to set you free, to break the chains of addiction, to change you from the inside out through the power of the gospel. Perhaps there's somebody here today who doesn't know Jesus yet. You haven't initially committed your life to Him and confessed Him to be your Lord and your Savior. And you want to follow Him. Today's a great day to do that. So if you're here and you want to make that commitment to follow Jesus, or if you want freedom, or if there's another prayer request that you have, we want to, want to pray for you. If you just put your hand up, and we'll come, come to you right where you're at. We've got a couple leaders here, and, and those around, around you will come and pray for you right where you're at.